Parsha Zachor, taken from the end of Parsha's Kiseitse, is marked by the chiyuv, the obligation of Zachor, literally to remember. To remember what? To remember what Amalek had done to us when we were leaving Mitzrayim. The question is, what did Amalek do to us when we were leaving Mitzrayim? Did they merely attack us, instigate a war, or did they perhaps do something more? We're going to see several sources that suggest that they went so far as to even emasculate members of the Bnei Yisrael. We're going to see several sources that hold a fixation on the bris milah, that a malik apparently was fixated on the makomah milah. And the question is, why? You didn't remember that part, did you? But apparently we're going to see underlying the melchemes malik is our bris milah. But how exactly is that so? How can we see that? In Parshas Zachor, we'll answer that question as we enter another dimension. One not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to a special edition of Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where we are looking at the second of the Dalad Parshios, that is Parsha Zachor. And if you enjoy Shiram like this one and you want to partner up with us at the Database, all you have to do is reach out to me at the database. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com if you want to make a sponsorship. That's once again, the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or even recommendations, you want to speak about previous shiurim, this shear, or future shiurim, just reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. Now we return to Parsha Zachar, where we are looking at the attack of Amalek and trying to understand the deeper nature, the deeper understanding of that attack. Now, while we look at the basic understanding of the attack, we start with Pashup Shah, and the Chumash describes the attack that Amalek attacked the Nechashalim, literally the weaklings. Right? And this is how the Ibn Ezra explains it, that they attacked the weaklings who straggled behind. They were members of the Bnei Israel who were not in the forefront. They were behind, and Amalek instigated with a rear attack. He came and attacked the weaklings. However, we're going to see when we get over to Remez and Drash, suggestion of another understanding of what it means, the Nechashalim. So we start off with the first Remez. The Nachal Kedumim explains that the word Nechashalim, with a bilbul osios, rearranging of the letters, an anagram of Nechashalim, is Nechash Mila. Literally, snake and Mila, the area of our circumcision. Says the Nachal Kedumim, Nechash here is a reference to Shevet Dun. Dun, we know, was compared to a Nechash, and explains the Nachal Kedumim, that Amalek came along and emasculated Shevet done by cutting the members of their respective Makomamila and tossing them heavenward. We're going to explain exactly what the nature of this brutal attack was when we get over to Drash. But to just further understand this fixation on Brismila from the Ramazim, we find more Ramazim, starting, or continuing, I should say, with the Balaturim. The Balaturim points to the word Karcha. Right, that they literally happened upon you on the road. So explains the Balaturim, the word karcha begumatra equals seiras, literally castration, based on the Gemarim of Akama and Chav Chesem Aleph. But the Balaturim does not stop there. He says, you look at the words, and they literally attacked you at the tail, they attacked you at the rear, explains the Balaturim, ze mila. This is the Makamamila, 
Apparently the words Vaizami Vicha equal Zemila. And yet there's one more remez from the Balaturim. He says, all of the weaklings behind you. So explains the Balaturim in line with the Nachal Kadumim, Zehaya Shifta Sheldon. The gematria of Kal Hanachashal Macharecha equals Zehaya Shivta Sheldon. This was the Shevet of Don. Now to understand exactly what Amalek did, we said that they cut off the Makamamila. So whether they castrated or they just cut off the member itself. So the Medrash Tanchum and say Yud Aleph, 10-1, Darshan's the word Vayizanev. What does it mean that they gave an attack on the tail? Literally, a makazanov, an attack on their tails. Not the tail in the back of their body, but the tails in the front of their body. Says the Medrash, they attacked the tail of the body, in this case, the Makamamila, and in graphic detail, the Midrash describes that a Malik took the members which they cut off from these members of the Bnei Israel, and they tossed them heavenward and said, Hashem, is this the chosen one? This is what you've chosen? Well, here, take it back. It's yours. So what exactly is the nature of this Midrash? Before we can answer it, let's move over to Sod. We get to the secrets of Kabbalah, and today we bring you the Lakute Moharan. In um, Chelek Beis, the way it's um, the way it's laid out in Safari, it's Chelek Beis eight three eight. So that would be Ches Gimel Ches. Lakute Moharan darshan's the word Karcha, a little bit differently from the Balaturim, but he says Karcha, that which he happened upon you. He explains that Amalek defiled the Bnei Israel with the desire of Mikre Laila, literally a nocturnal occurrence, a nocturnal omission. The word Karcha has the same root as the word carry. And he explains that Amalek defiled us with this desire that leads chas v'shalom to nocturnal omission and, uh, and a, a breach of bris milah, a breach of the shmira sabris, the covenant of spiritual um, purity that we're supposed to have. And the, the uh, Lakuti Moran explains further that a Malik corresponds to the primordial Nachash, the original snake that, that introduced this kind of seduction, this kind of desire into our psyche in the beginning of time. And this perhaps might also connect to that Nachal Kedumim that says that Nachash um, with a Bilbul Osios equals Nachash Mila, maybe another meaning, another layer of meaning to the word Nachash. But once again, the question is, what does the anti-Semitism of Amalek have to do with Shmiras Habris, our chiv and our obligation to guard the covenant of marital purity? What does one thing have to do with the other? Why would Amalek specifically attack us on our Makamamila at our Brismila? So in order to understand that, we have to just think a little bit about who Amalek was and how Amalek is defined. Veloyerei that Amalek did not fear God. Right, that, and we know that a malik, another remez just for now, famous remez about a malik, that a malik equals suffix, he equals doubt. He tries to make us doubt our purpose. Because think about those who nowadays target the B'nai Israel. Nowadays and in all times, the people who target the B'nai Israel, people who attack the B'nai Israel, are doing so to challenge our chosenness. They don't believe, or they don't want to believe, that we are Hashem's people. And in order to, to, bolster that feeling that we are not Hashem's chosen people, they attack us. What do they accomplish by doing that? Why do they care so much? And the answer is, because if we are in fact not Hashem's chosen people, 
then really no one is. Maybe we're quote-unquote all equal. But if we're all equal, then there is no higher calling. There is no spiritual sense of obligation. There is no God. There's no reason for spiritual purity to be maintained. There is an opening for spiritual impurity. A malik grabs us by the mila, emasculates us, and throws it heavenward and says, Hashem, oh, is this your chosen one? Well, not anymore. The attack on the Bnei Israel is a suggestion that we don't matter. It's a suggestion that there, there's something that we should be doubting. And when things like the Holocaust happen, where a malik in real time is attacking us, there are people that fall and get overshadowed by that doubt, that suffolk. Is Hashem really guarding His chosen people? Is it really worth it? Is there a reason to maintain our spiritual purity, our marital purity? Is there any, is there any purpose at the end of it? Is there any tachlis? Why should we care? But we have to fight back against the Malik and realize that we are Hashem's chosen people for a reason. That in fact we are Hashem's chosen people and we are supposed to be in or Lagayim, a light unto the nations, and we can only do that by maintaining our higher spiritual standards, our higher calling, by guarding our bris. We should be Zoha to guard that bris, to remember the brutal attack of Amalek on our chosenness and on our spiritual purity, and we should certainly not forget it, but be able to be Zoha to wipe out the vestige of Amalek and to serve Hashem in that spiritual purity.